0: Okay, I'm going to be honest. I did not realize that this episode was going to come out on September 11th, but it was fortunate that it did. We talked to Athletic Director Charlie O'Dell at the high school about uh, so many things, but one of them was the iconic photo he was a part of taken by Nick Falzerano that was shared with Sports Illustrated and became the talk of the community and much wider when Charlie O'Dell ran out onto the field when he was playing here, holding the American flag. Charlie shares his thoughts on that, as well as what it was like to go on and play college football at Wittenberg University, something I did as well. We talk about that. Uh, What it was like to uh, be a student athlete in college. We talk about what challenges he thinks high school sports will face in the next 10 years or so. Charlie's a good man, really enjoyed this conversation, and I think you'll enjoy the flyby at the end as well. Charlie, tell me in the uh, in just a short synopsis, I know you're a Bellbrook graduate and you're a Wick graduate in uh, Wittenberg, and we, uh, we just missed each other there. We both uh, played football. You played for a little longer than I. Um, but uh, tell me how you came to the job of athletic director here at Bellbrook.
1: Yeah, I, I started teaching at Belbrook Middle School um, right out of grad school um, and then taught in 7th in, in grade social studies for f- f- 10 years, I guess it was, 10 years at the middle school. And um, Tom Bean uh, made the move back to the classroom five, six years ago, applied for it, and was, was lucky enough to receive it. Oh, well, that's great.
0: Um, tell me about your... Uh career on the gridiron, obviously you're you're in this iconic photo. Um, and I know you've talked about this with the Dayton Daily News. And sorry, I'm springing this question on you um, because it just kind of hit me. But you're kind of this this face of Bellbrook in a way, even though you're behind the mask, but you're running out there with the flag just shortly after 9-11. I think a lot of people know it's you, but a lot of people don't know it's you when that photo kind of circulates once a year. Talk a little bit about what that moment meant to you and what it's meant 20 years now in the future. Um, and and then we'll get into your illustrious career at Winburn.
1: <laughs> it was a very special moment um, running out on the field for for that game in particular after everything that our country had been through that week of 9-11 uh, in 2001. And yeah, I think as things sort of uh, happened with the Sports Illustrated thing, photo by Nick Fazerano, submitted it that night and, and got in Sports Illustrated the following week, it was just really neat to have, um, you know, the in our, in our view here in Bellbrook, the eyes of the world on our community. Just a, a great show of patriotism by our football team and by our community. Uh, those same things were happening you know every every small town every big town in America that same night um, you know Nick just got a great photo of it and we were all kind of in the, the right place at the right time um, but it was it was really special just to see our community in a national publication like that.
0: We're so fortunate to have such a talented uh, person like Nick around um, all of our schools, our community, our, our programs and, and to have him there to catch capture, capture that moment was was incredible. I was still at Wittenberg at the time. You ended up at Wittenberg a year later. I graduated and you played football there like we said. You played for four years. Um, what was it like to balance um, the, the job of being a football player, because it really is a job um, and the job of being a student at the next level. I think a lot of kids are really want to, we've got a sports centric and uh, activity centric district here. And it's important to know how to, how to balance those two things um, to, to play at the next level. What was that like for you as you um, moved on from high school?
1: I, I really thought that the education here and the, the the importance that our school district and our community placed on academics as well as athletics really made the transition pretty easy into um, college athletics. You know, it, there's, of course, going to be some bumps as far as, you know, it's a much greater amount of time, as you alluded to, for for college sports, um, and you know, academically is it more rigorous, certainly, but the education here at Belbrook, I thought, prepared me very, very well for for Wittenberg, um, for a liberal arts, liberal arts school, and, and the history major, um, our social studies department here in Belbrook, I, I thought that transition for me was, was not a difficult one. Um, you know, same thing, you know, the division from a, a competitive athletic department here that we have at Belbrook to a division three experience, especially one where football's taken really serious mm-hmm. at Wittenberg, I didn't think was, uh, was a tremendous leap either I just thought I felt really, really well prepared for both of those transitions as they happened. I, I, I have a conscious memory of, of the amount of writing as you're mm-hmm. probably college writing is a lot, especially in, uh, you know, obviously in journalism and, and in yep. history. And I thought the writing, the the, the expectations for writing here in, in both our English department and social studies department at Bellbrook were very high. And that transition I thought was not tremendously complex to go and in, going into history at Wittenberg. Yeah, there's a lot of writing here, and there's a, a lot of writing in history at Wittenberg. Yeah,
0: now, as you mentioned, uh, in the past, never played it down that mattered at Wittenberg. Uh, so what was you came from, you know, big fish, small pond, you were the man here, and, and all that as, as a lineman as much as you can be as a lineman. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, As I was too, as I was too. Um, And you go there, and you've got to work for four years, um, and you really, there's not so much a paycheck at the the end of each week. You're not starting or anything like that, but you're very much part of a team. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I did feel that way. The reason I played two years was because of injury. Um, I had to stop at that point. But uh, you went all four. What? What was that like to go from knowing you're going to be on the field you know probably ninety a hundred snaps a game to ten or fifteen in in good games maybe maybe an entire second half just depending
1: right yeah you it was a tough tra that part was a was a tough transition i you know nobody goes at least most people don't go into college thinking they're going to get a ton of playing time as a freshman um but you know you believe that you're you know, you eventually start working closer as a sophomore, closer as a junior, maybe starting as a junior, you know, and, and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as you know, Wittenberg is a very competitive football program, you know, the, the the expectation is the, to win national championships. Yeah. So, you know, the recruiting level for division three is extremely high too. So they just kept recruiting better players than me, which is the way you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to constantly find better players yeah. than you currently have on the roster. So it became pretty clear to me, you know, maybe like by the time I was a sophomore that, you know, we already got players younger than me that are that are that are bigger and better than than I was. So maybe I should, you know, I, do I want to stick this out? What do I want to do? And, you know, I, knew, I really knew I wanted to go into coaching. And um, I, I knew that, there was no better place to learn coaching than from the coaches at Wittenberg. And so for me, and also like you alluded to, being, you know, being a part of a team, being around your teammates is, is, is a, an experience that you'll never get to replicate again. Yeah. So I, I was very lucky to have a group of very close friends that were all offensive linemen there that I'm still in contact um, with today. In fact, we're all meeting up with, uh, with our wives in, in Columbus this weekend. Um, Twenty years later, and it was it was just clear that this is the best this is the best way to learn how to coach was to continue to stay in this program around around the coaches at Wittenberg, and um, that that's really the transition I kind of made was work to try to play, but knowing that that was probably not likely to happen. <laughs> yeah.
0: we were both coached by Joe Fincham. Uh He just left the program this past year. Was his first year not at Wittenberg. Um, and he had been there for a little while when I started. He seemed, still seems like a young man to this day, though. Do you have any safe Joe Fincham stories? Um, No is a perfectly appropriate answer.
1: <laughs> you know, I just think about every offensive line drill that I had when I was a coach came from him, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, having the head coach as your position coach is intense. It is very intense, and that – knowing that the standard for the offensive line is the highest standard on the team mm-hmm. is isn't that you're it perfectly it's intense at all times and that yeah. that's probably what the other that high standard high expectations for for everything you do is is you know carries you, sticks with you forever very few laps going through the shoots um but I think that was the lesson there was like this is in this is unavoidable. If you want to be great, this is unavoidable. Mm-hmm. No one likes it. The coaches don't even like putting you through it. Yeah. But you know that the really those really hard things are unavoidable. If you want to really really want to be successful,
0: much as I love Coach Finch, I might think there was a part of him that enjoyed watching us go through the shoots. You're, you're not wrong. <laughs> All right. Um, so you were born and raised here. You've seen a lot. What's the most difficult thing you've seen the district face? And what's the most difficult, difficult thing you've faced as the um, AD at the
1: high school? Yeah, for our district, it's just been um, our financial situation over the last probably five, six years. Um, you know, the passage of, uh, the, of the emergency levy a couple of years ago certainly sure things up in in the short term Mm -hmm. but you know that that's our financial situation um, and and it certainly made things difficult for our district and and, a testament to our to the the staff and the teachers that they continue to to deliver world-class education um, despite financial difficulties it's a testament to, to the people that work here. It's, it's incredible. It never ceases to amaze me when the test scores come out. I think about um, just how, how tight the budget is and, and where we're trying to trying to save money every place we can. Mm-hmm. It's, in the, again, it's world, a world-class education that the kids get here, um, you know, just at, at, under some, some tough economic conditions at times. For the athletic department, I, I would say probably no doubt, just the the couple years there with the pandemic, where you know it was um, just the amount of hoops that we had to jump through um, for the for the pandemic to make sure every kid played a full season and, and every kid, you know, for those years played if you know, if there was if twenty two games was the maximum number of basketball games, every single kid played, you know, every single team played. 22 games each season you know it was it was they played their max even if we were were finding a game less the day before I mean every you know somehow we pulled it off I don't know how but every you know there no one got shorted on opportunities um despite all the hoops we had to jump through except for that spring season right you guys did. yeah everybody ohio right yeah
0: yeah, yeah. you didn't have to tell people that like Right, I mean, that was handed down by the Governor. You know everything was closed. There was just no way to do it. Mm-hmm. What was that like for you to see to to know obviously you're you're coming from this athletic background and you can you're not so far removed from it that you can remember being a senior in high school and thinking about if man, if I lost my senior year to of of whatever sport, but in this case baseball softball um track and all those what
1: how do you think you would have dealt with that that's i don't know i thought about that a couple of times and I, I don't know um you'd like to think you would sort of um absorb and move on and, and put one foot in front of the other but i i don't know i mean it we were asking kids to uh act like adults mm-hmm. and you know they're 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 matured it, it, was incredible I, I the way they handled it that was really amazing to watch too that the maturity that that those seniors in particular you know knowing that they weren't you know unless they were going to go play in college we not going to get an opportunity to play yeah um, and that regardless they still were gonna get, get an opportunity with here at Bell or or with those particular set of teammates the maturity they showed in, in in understanding was it was incredible
0: yeah
1: I feel like a amount where
0: I was too. I was in Westerville at the time where the kids handled this change so much better than we could have ever expected them to. What do you think the biggest challenge high school athletics will face in the next uh, five to ten years?
1: I think we just don't, nobody knows how how our growth as a district is going to go and how that's going to go for athletics um you know it, we're right now right on the cusp between division one and division two and in, in almost all of our sports um you know we'll see you know the girls oftentimes go over the hump to division one um and, and the next year might be back in division two It's you know it, it how is our growth going to go and that that part is impossible to pre- you know division wise is impossible to predict because. We might be able to have some estimates in our growth as a district, but it's really it's impossible for us to know all 88 counties and how those 300 plus schools are going to grow or you know or or, or shrink or stay the same. So just trying to figure out um, how we're going to be competitive regardless of what division we're in and regardless of who we're playing in the tournament. um, I think that's that's going to be a challenge moving forward. Right at fifty percent of our of our student body plays a sport, so our participation rate is very high. Um, We'd like to see that move into the sixty percent would be great. Um, but you know, I think all those things are challenges as far as facilities go. You know, do we need you know growth in our facilities as we, as our participation continues to climb up? I mean, all those things could be challenges. I, I think where we're really lucky, we have um, our coaching our coaches just do an incredible job. They have we're blessed with a very low turnover amongst our coaches. Hmm. Um, you know, m- most of our coaches are, are past the ten year mark in in a lot of our sports, um, and, and they just really get the big picture of what co- the, what the purpose of education based athletics are, and, and how the student experience fits into the whole puzzle of, of athletics. I mean, it, I just feel really lucky to work with them. I mean, that I think. Whatever challenge is in front of us, I have no doubt that they'll they'll meet it yeah. just fine.
0: Tell me about what uh day in the life of an AD is like. I think a lot of people think you schedule games and you get to go out to them and um, you're, a, you're a jovial guy. So you get to glad hand and, and uh, crack jokes at, at people's expense, sometimes mine, but uh, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so what's that? What is that like? What's what's your average day, if, if there is an average day?
1: Um, there, is, there, kind of is no no two days the same. It seems like, you know, like like any job these days. You know, there's there's a hundred emails a day that, that that need to be looked at and replied to, and and you know, twenty phone calls that need to be made, and um, lots of meetings to go to. No different than any, you know any any other demanding job um, but you know there's there's also the scheduling part obviously is is critical in, in, in building the schedules that our coaches want and that are best for our kids um, and that are best for our community um, the league expansion and contraction at times is, is something that takes up a lot of time um, our leagues you know right now looking at expanding and, and spend a good deal of time on that um, working with our some of our corporate partners is, is is can be kind of time consuming um you know financially that's that's an important component to to our athletic department is um is financing overall but our sponsorships our boosters spending time on that um and then you know the best part is you know getting out of the office and, and getting out to practice and getting out to the games mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy that part of it i mean that you know it's watching the kids compete and watching them have a great experience is is the best part of the job for sure we're gonna move on to the flyby actually adding one in
0: (laughs) on the recommendation of zach klein this first time i'm gonna ask this question so let's start with favorite
1: food i i really enjoy um smoking meats i mean that's what my, my my main hobby maybe my only hobby is uh you know, I got a couple of different smokers, a Traeger mm-hmm. um, and a Charcoal and, and really enjoy smoking some ribs or a turkey on there. Yep, that, That's definitely my favorite.
0: At a certain age, you're into one of three things is the way things go. You're either into World War II, you're into smoking meats, or you're into woodworking, and I take, the, I take the latter. So,
1: what's your favorite drink? Coffee. Coffee? Yeah, I just drink way too much of it.
0: How many a day? What's what's um, the habit? Just
1: one, just one, one pot, <laughs> one pot. Yes, one pot of coffee um, per day. That's it. Gotcha. <laughs> favorite movie or TV show? Uh, my favorite movie um, this is probably The Patriot, but I just I just finished Ted Lasso too. Man, that was incredible. Gotcha. Favorite or most used emoji? Oh, probably a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Favorite quote? One you go
0: back to a lot. Maybe you use with the people uh, you work with, or
1: kids that need to hear it. Um, my favorite one on it's on on leadership. It's, you know, it's it's only twenty five hundred years old. Um, Sun Tzu laid it out in the Art of War. Um, you treat your men as you would your own beloved sons, and they will follow you into the deepest valley. It just tells you everything you need to know about leadership, and mm-hmm. and everything else in leadership kind of takes care of itself if if you remember that and the the Zach Klein question it's got me
0: nervous man (laughs) what would you tell yourself if you could go back to when you first started in education or in this job either way what was the what's the one thing you would tell yourself um,
1: that you wish you knew back then try to think big picture more you know when you're a first-year teacher first-year coach the details are important the details win championships but sometimes you sort of lose the force from the trees and you get hung up on on some some small things that you just like like You game perspective as you get older and, mm, yeah and just you know, don't get hung up on on on, on some of the, the minute things when they don't go right the big picture keep keep the big picture in mind
0: all right get ready for your ego droppings the music boosters have a meeting tonight the kindergarten scavenger hunt is on 912 that's open to families of kindergartners the Board of Education has a meeting on September 14th there is no school on September 15th for professional development day There's a 1st and 2nd grade event open to 1st and 2nd grade families at Stephen Bell on the 19th. The Drive to Victory fundraiser held by the band will be September 18th to the 22nd. Music boosters meet again on October 2nd. Uh, That is when the BCI fundraiser begins for their uh, fun run. And finally, Homecoming Week is that week as well. It starts on the 2nd and the big game is on the 6th, Homecoming Dance is on the 7th. You all have a good day, and if it can't be good, make it great.